Welcome everyone to The Point with me, your host, Jeff Spikes. Super happy to be here. This is uh, in celebration of 4th of July, our United States Independence Day. And uh, for those of you that are Americans, happy Independence Day. I know that uh, there's a lot of things that this has become over time. And you know, as far as the belief systems of what we're independent from, and as far as a lot of the things that have been found in the last 50 years um, of new freedoms and new independence from from old constructs and old ideas, and just want to offer the the thought today that it's never too late to create freedom for ourselves mentally. It's never too late to sh to challenge our perspective and how we're choosing to look at things. It's absolutely never too late to consider alternative perspectives. And most of all, a perspective that comes from gratitude for, for what we have and for what we've experienced and for what we've done. So gratitude on a really deep level does change an awful lot of how we think and how we feel and what we focus on so and it's a huge part of our program <clears throat> being that it's this time of year and that many of us are celebrating I thought it would be a cool idea to talk about something that has you know come up a couple of times but it really is about independence and it's about personal independence and I want to tell you something personal independence starts in my opinion and in my experience with an extreme level of personal ownership. So when I take ownership over not just my behaviors, but also the results that I'm experiencing in my life, I've got an entirely different possibility of what I can then affect to create something different if I'm getting some something I don't want. And a good friend of mine had posted something earlier this week somewhere, I can't remember for the life of me where, um, that had more to do with letting go of the outcome, what we want, the desired outcome, and really looking for the best outcome. And that I, I want to say there's a real balance to that, right? There's if we're truly gaining independence and from our negative thinking, like I could list all the things that we're gaining independence from, we may want to gain independence from based on our life circumstances or choice we have. Um, if we're gaining independence, then a lot of these other constructs don't matter as much, whether it's the desired outcome or what the best outcome is. I, I'd like to just pose the idea. I think both are right, but I want to pose the idea that what if that's the, what if what if we are looking for both what if the desired outcome is the best outcome if we're aligned with ourselves and the universe and uh, trusted or whatever our trusted source is or our higher power if we're if we're feeling fully aligned there's some that believe that the desired outcome is the best outcome and that the best outcome is what's desired, right? So there's a there's a mix. And when we talk about designing our lives, we're not talking about 
something unrealistic or something that's outside of our purpose. We're really talking about what's meant to flow best with and in and around us. And we're talking about our own value systems and our own structures. <clears throat> and that's, that's pretty exciting to me because I, when I really look at life, I, 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 I think I was fairly young when I started to realize that if I get everything I want, that's probably not gonna be the best thing. Right, there's times in my life where I just wanted something so bad, but then once I realized what it was, it doesn't work. So one of the reasons that we talk about visualization and why we practice visualization and why we do our, our why we do the work on the front end to really understand what we're designing when we're designing something for ourselves, designing our strengths, designing an outcome, designing a result in life that we want based on all of these things, we're really looking for something specific that is aligned with what's best for us and what's best for everyone else. So we really gain an understanding on the front end if something we're desiring is really what we want, because oftentimes it's not, because we don't know what we don't know and we don't necessarily understand what it's gonna be like to get what we want. Now, <clears throat> we, you know, a lot of people say, man, I wanna have a lot of money. And we, we just never make the money, right? So there's people that win the lottery and then they go back to their, you know, they, they, they're in the same level of financial wellness or fitness as they were five years later, right? As they were when they started. So getting a lot of money and going through these things is not necessarily the answer because we don't understand what new problems we might have. So when we're, when we're visualizing, great example would be a new car. We might want a really fancy new car. Well, that's amazing. But did you know that you're gonna maintain the value better if it's in a garage? And that if it's in a garage where people aren't walking too close to it, and that where it can be protected from scratches and dents? Maybe you wanna keep it free from dust and you don't have an environment to do that. There's a lot of things that come with the ownership of certain, you might wanna call it responsibilities, but in order to maintain something, it, you know, you, it costs money, it costs time, it costs whatever it does. People say, I wanna have a sailboat and I wanna go around the world. Well. Are they aware of what type of sailboat, what type of maintenance it requires? I've known a lot of people that are into boat ownership and it is something they get into and within five, six years, they're getting rid of their boat. <laughs> it became a hole of time and money that they weren't really willing to invest in. They loved it for the few years that they did and then the last few years they didn't as much because the reward and the work didn't pay off. So maybe what we need to design is maybe all we really want is a ride on a boat. Or maybe what we really want is a boat with a staff and someone else to take care of it and the resources to do that. Either way, how does I don't know how any of that has to do with what's best or not best. I think you know sometimes I think man, don't pray for or ask for patience because your patience will be tested, right? <laughs> well, 
there will be given opportunities to exercise our ability to dis, to demonstrate patience. Well, we don't. We, we you know that's, that's when we learn. Let's be careful what we pray for, what we ask for, what we design. So it's. Uh, there, there's a lot to it that we could circle around, but here's what I want to, here's what I really want to go with. You know, there's a couple things that I think that we can gain independence from. And one of them is these constructs of drama. In, in drama, we have these constructs of the hero and the villain and the, the, um, you know, there's the victim, there's the, you know, um, dastardly Dan and all gosh, sorry, all these old cartoons and things, there's always a damsel in distress. And uh, whether we break through all those constructs and just go right to the idea that, you know, Cartman's you know, drama triangle has a victim, an offender, and a rescuer. So a, a victim <clears throat> could be, we could use a lot of words for that as far as interchanging that with other belief systems. Um, it could then on the offender side of it, we could call it a villain. We could call it an abuser. We could call it an offender. We could call that a lot of things. Um, we could just take this into something really simple in offense, like in just the basic offenses that we feel throughout the day that aren't necessarily earth shattering, but may, may important to us. Right. And then there's, so there's a victim, the offender and the rescuer, right? Well, the rescuer, the hero, we all have a, you know, there, there's that hero's complex, the idea that uh, we have to climb this huge mountain to make the, the downslope worthwhile. Um, any great accomplishment comes with struggle. All these things, none of these things have to be true. So regardless of how we paint this drama triangle, there's one clear message that comes out of all of it. And the one clear message about the drama triangle is that if you, if we ever, are in one of those roles, we are then guaranteed to be experiencing and being showing up as all three other roles. So if we're being a hero, we are being an offender and we are being a victim. Now, <clears throat> that can be tough to swallow for some people that are, that are attached to any one of those. If we're attached to being a bad guy, mad at the world, and we don't care who we're offending. We definitely, there's a, there's a resistance to wanting to be a victim and you could care less who you're rescuing. So it's this attachment and that, that personality type, that person making those choices might be very opposed to this. Same thing for the victim. If we're a victim and we're attached to being a victim and that's part of our identity, then we're very attached to the idea that we want to be rescued and we have been offended and you take that away from us and it can be very invalidating, right? So <clears throat> what I noticed about that, that invalidation process is that typically if we're in that cycle, I've noticed that ha having survived, you know, trauma in my life, I will say that when I was experiencing trauma or when I was experiencing the aftermath and looking at that and I was be stuck in that victim role, even though I was absolutely dead set against being a victim, I, one of the things that I noticed inside of that was that 
I was invalidating myself somewhere along the way by not giving myself a voice or by not in some way. And as, as I was able to unpack all of that, I was offending myself by invalidating who I am and not either standing up for myself or doing it. There was a lot of things that just didn't work well that I was the one perpetuating the problem moving forward. Matter of fact, it was said to me once, something along the effects of the metaphor of, do you like the, the meals that were served to you as a kid all the time? I'm like, no, of course not. Because I like some meals I like didn't like others. The question was, well, why do you keep plating it for yourself? Why do you keep plating the same message that you received that you don't like? <clears throat> I was working through through it with a working through something with a client that felt like he was basically put in front of a video game as a kid, and that playing video games is and the the hero metric that that hero complex that he, the idea of a hero and a and a victim was part of that whole video game world. And so that was the belief systems that he really grew up with the most because those were the most informative times. And he really strived to be only the only the only the hero and never to be one of the others. And it became very clear quickly what was happening. Well, he was doing an exercise that we do sometimes of um, in in with I've done before and. I've had clients do as well, you know, based on what they're trying to work on, where um, they do some type of work with this youngest version of themselves, like a part, right? So it's funny, he'd pretty much put his, his, his part, that's a little kid, right? His memory of who he is, when it was time to negotiate with that part of him, he basically put that part of him in front of a TV playing video games. And, <laughs> I, you know, and he was caught off guard by that. He was like, oh, my gosh, I did to my kid what was done to me. And, you know, the wheels started spinning as far as, you know, reconciling some of that. You know, for, for those of you that are not parents and want to be, you know, this is one of the reasons to work through this. One of the reasons we were working through this is. You know, so, so those of you that want to be parents and are thinking, man, I should clean some stuff up from my perception and my understanding of how I was raised before I start making decisions of how I want to raise a child myself. And in that question, it was like, wow, I treated myself the way I was taught to treat myself. That's very invalidating. Now, we also might say that I'll never treat anyone the way I was treated. Well, that could be very true. doesn't mean we're not treating ourselves that way. So it's just interesting how that works. Well, as soon as we realize that, well, then we can really go to work saying, oh, well, what do I want instead? So I'm not invalidating myself the way I was invalidated. We repeat what we've been taught, All right? So, and we've automated a lot of these behaviors that come along with it. So, you know, for me, I had done some very similar things. So it was a really fun breakthrough. Well, the, the this mind blowing thought process came when, when the reality was that the best instruction we have. If we don't want to play around in that drama triangle any longer, there's one, one way of making sure that happens. One way of making sure that we don't do it, since we know that any time, if I'm in one of those three roles, the victim, the offender, or the rescuer, 
right? The, the villain, the hero, or the victim. If I'm in any one of those, I'm all of them. Therefore, anytime I feel myself or sense myself playing out the role of one of those three things, stop. Just pause. Pull back and become the observer of the situation that I'm in and pay attention to what's happening and start noticing where my responses and reactions are coming from and reduce, look at, work on reducing my reaction, my reactivity and increasing my awareness and then my ability to choose a more beneficial action that is then one that's not attached to one of these three energies of the victim, the offender, or the rescuer. So when we started thinking about how much energy that takes and this particular individual I was working with started going through this, these epiphanies of understanding what, how much energy they were expending, how much energy was being used up in order to do this and how much energy they'd have free if they stopped trying to make sure they were always saving everything, everything and everyone, every project they worked on, everything had to be a certain way. And they were going to be the ones to make sure that all of the metrics went well. And when something came under risk, he was the one to catch it and put it to an end. And it was exhausting. So questions, how much more time would you have? Another question in relationships, how much more time would you have in relationships if you're not navigating around these constructs that were given to us that we then automated that we no longer have to? So just to share on the end of this, you know, when our, to connect the dots on Independence Day and, and kind of what we're talking about, one of the things that I started doing about six, seven years ago was working with clients that really wanted to break free and, and for something was really holding them back with their, um, the changes they wanted to make. So, and they were just, for whatever reason, an older part of something in them just wasn't helping them move forward. Me being one of those people, we, and I, I guess I was my own guinea pig because I, I started by creating my own Declaration of Independence. Well, there's a lot of facts of history that people are now looking at differently based on what was taught in grade school when I was a kid versus what's being taught in grade school today and what the actual truth may be about what was what, what actually happened at different times in history. But one thing that's for sure is that the Declaration of Independence was written and signed and that there's dates and times that go along with that. <clears throat> Those don't seem to be arguable. Um, and the Declaration of Independence was a really intricate part of that process. Well, imagine doing that for yourself. Now, I stuck with a lot of the similar language when I did it, and I was claiming independence from a character that I ended up naming and working on. It's called Brutus Perfectum, because I tended to bully myself into with around the idea that I'm not perfect, and that was a problem. So I declared independence from Brutus Perfectum, and I went through um, an entire process of 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 in that Declaration of Independence of declaring what I'm moving away from and what I'm moving toward as the Declaration of Independence did for our country. So 
as we work through that with clients, we're finding people having these amazing breakthroughs just from doing the work to just not only to do something with the awareness they have that they're using to then be able to put it behind them and put it aside and have something that they can read and live with the changes immediately. So, um, and reread and, and revisit and even have names um, as to what we're looking to move, move away from and mine being Brutus Perfectum. And uh, no more perfectionism and no more being brutal to myself, right? I'm, I'm now free and I declared freedom from that just in case it creeps back up. I can go back and remind everyone involved in my brain <laughs> that I'm no longer doing that. I can also have accountability partners then that say, hey, this is what I've done. I had a guy on the golf course not too long ago say, oh my gosh, man, you're supposed to be teaching. He, he was part of a group that I was working with and, I, and he goes, you're teaching us how not to do that. And you're like mean to yourself right now. <laughs> and it was mostly in good fun, but he wasn't wrong. I was saying some mean things to myself. And it, as soon as he said it, I realized what was happening. I'm like, you're right. I mean, it's, and it's really not funny. So none of us are immune to this, man. It's, it's not, um, when you start moving towards excellence, I'm, I'm going to end on this story, you know, People who go after different levels of, of these triathletes and these Ironmans and these different competitions, by the time that you get to these really intense Ironman competitions, when you're finally there in the race, everyone wants everyone to win. Because just the fact that you got there without injury, that you're able to actually perform in the race, just uh, completing the race, everyone wants you to comp complete. Everyone wants you to go through it. because. There's so much that could happen that could go wrong along the way. And you're there. So when we start separating ourselves from mediocrity and start aligning ourselves with success and in, in, in really defining it for ourselves and we start attracting people that feel similar to us and we start surrounding ourselves in those arenas we all, there's the, the competition changes. Our, our, we begin competing with our own best self and our own best result. And there's no longer jealousy or envy over people that, can, that are considered to be ahead of us or behind us because we know the behaviors that it's gonna to take to continue moving forward and get where we wanna go. And as long as we're staying within those, and a lot of that is how we think. A lot of that is how we think and challenging our belief systems and really choosing to talk to ourselves in, in, a, in a positive way, understanding what we're designing in, in moving forward into something of what desired outcomes are, becoming more aligned with that being what is best for us and what is meant for us in our lives and continue to make things easier more effortless and fun. So my encouragement to you today is just step through the door of independence and choose who you want to be and drop anything that's getting in your way. Drop anything that's holding you back. Let it go. Claim independence from it. It will work.
and things will continue to improve. So if you're celebrating Independence Day this week and for our country, turn and look in the mirror, gain some awareness and know that you have that ability for yourself. I'm going to say peace out and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Um, keep the comments coming. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I am traveling a lot these days. Uh, if any of you have been looking for my lives, I've had some technical issues. Um, and I think I have those all worked out and we'll be back doing more lives as well um, in different arenas. So, I'm, yeah, I'm really going to leave it now. Just saying have a great holiday and uh, we'll see you again on the next one. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me, in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs, please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.